0: Hey there, and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam VanderWielen, an attorney-turned-entrepreneur who helps online coaches and service providers legally protect and grow their online businesses using my DIY legal templates and my ultimate bundle program this week we're talking all about how to plan your business year so if you've listened to the podcast for a while you might remember that I did episode 22 last year um, which I can't believe now I've had on your terms long enough to do a you know like a repeat themed episode Um, so that's super exciting And last year, I talked to you all about what it was like to plan my business year, how I planned a a seven-figure year, how I was going to plan a seven-figure year again. I guess I'm happy to be back to tell you that it worked. (laughs) I I hit everything that I said um, in in episode 22. And as you might know if you've been following along, um, I hit everything despite a number of really big personal challenges and like losing my dad to cancer the summer and all that good stuff so it's just um it's pretty wild that I still that that I still did it I don't know I don't know it is wild so I appreciate you being here and listening I think that this episode is going to be a really cool one if you've already listened to that episode or not but it's like the updated uh, like evolved version I think I think last year I planned differently than I planned this year which you know like I said at the end of this episode is always the goal right to like evolve and get better over time So I like the way I'm planning this year better than the way I planned last year. It's very similar, except that it's uh, less goal based and a little bit more data driven. And then um, really trying to space this out for you to give you more white space and um, time to take care of yourself as well, um, which I see as taking care of your business, too. So that's what I dove into in this week's episode. Before I let her rip, I just got to give you uh, I got to give you a quick review of the week. Here from Beatrice Obi who said Sam is awesome I'm loving the business advice episodes and her 3-day business webinar is dope truly incredible info Her ultimate bundle is killer too. Everything Sam has to offer is pure gold, truly. I love, love, love the podcast. Sam is really great to work with and very down to earth and gets real with you, which I so appreciate. No lies. Her authenticity really shines. I hope she continues to talk business advice. The podcast overall is killer, like all of Sam's work. Well, thank you so much, Beatrice OB. I do have um, business episodes here and there because I just love it, so you can't keep me from talking about it. Um, But I so appreciate you leaving that kind review. If you leave a review in Apple Podcasts of my show on your terms, you'll be entered to win a $20 Starbucks gift card. I pick a new winner every single month. So please give us a little review, quick review rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you listen on Spotify, um, review for the stars. That would be so helpful. You might even get a shout out in a future episode. All right. With that, let's get into how to plan our business year. So I shared before that, like before in the end of 2020, I used to go without a yearly plan and it really like left me in this place of like, OK, I'll try this. Now I'll try that. I was just super reactionary. And throughout the year, I was literally like reacting and pivoting. And like, I, I don't know, I almost in my mind, I like picture like this guy playing football who like is dodging people like left and right. Like that's kind of what I was doing throughout the year because I was like, oh, Revenue's is not good enough. Let me plan this. And like, oh, now this is too stressful. Let me stop that. You know, and it was just very reactionary. I really got like, I, I feel like a-, a full education in the importance of reverse engineering and how much planning it really takes to get not only something off the ground, but to truly do it right. Like, Sometimes to the team, like this sounds like harsh language, but sometimes to the team, we talk about things being like an all-out assault, right? And really what I mean for that for like marketing purposes is that, you know, our email game is tight, our social media stuff is tight, like stuff is going on the website, stuff's going on the podcast. Like it's a very like all in, all encompassing approach that I take to marketing. And in order to do that and to do it well and to not feel super stressed out and be running around like crazy you really have to do a lot of planning and a lot of reverse engineering. So, you know, if you're going to host a live event in May, uh, like a live webinar, for example, you're going to host a live webinar in May, you've got to back up and plan, right? So at least the way that I plan it is that at least a week before your event. So let's say your event is May 1st. For at least a week before your event, you're going to be inviting people to the event like hardcore, right? Like every day on social media, in your email, like on your site, on your podcast, whatever. For a week before that, I would be teasing that something's coming, right? So there's like two weeks before the live event. So basically those two weeks in April leading up to May 1st in my hypothetical example And then after the live event on May 1st, presumably you're selling something. So for about a week or two after it, you're then selling something. And for about a week after that, you should consider a downsell or some sort of like surveying thing. Right. So as you can see, it's just like it's a lot more than just randomly announcing an event, which is what I used to do and just be like, good news. Next Wednesday webinar, (laughs) like good news. Next Wednesday, live Instagram thing. Not every single thing you do in your business has to be this way. But like I, what we're going to talk about today is kind of dotting a couple of these big, big things, these big ticket items, throughout your year. And if you do that, you really do have to follow this kind of like plan, reverse engineer, and really come up with this kind of all-out assault marketing plan. You don't want to be in reaction mode. You want to be in planning mode. You want to kind of expect the un, you know expect the unexpected as well. But at least because you're not running around like crazy, you will be willing and able to take it on, right? The other thing I want you to consider is that you don't want to stack too much stuff in any one quarter throughout your year as we start talking about this stuff. So as you start planning and as you sit down with the document, the guide that I'm going to give you below, um, you know, you want to make sure that things are spread out somewhat evenly. Right. So I never personally don't I don't do more than one promotion for my own business or my own product, especially the same product in the same quarter if I had lots of different products or services or something, maybe I would do like one for one service and one for a product or something like that. You could kind of split it up that way. But in general, I like to think of one big thing per quarter. Um, it's a nice pace. It allows you to really get things done. It also really allows you to nurture people in between these times, which is what I think is really, uh, forgotten about. Like we often think about these big sales and we think about all the sales stuff, but we don't often think about what are we doing in the two months, three months, six months between the sales, between the promotions, between the webinars. We have to be nurturing the crud out of them, right? We want to really be helpful during this time. We want to be working on educating our audience, connecting with them, creating you know that like-know-and-trust factor, right? At the same time, with what we're going to talk about in terms of planning out your year, we don't also want to be too committed to a plan because I've also seen how stuff changes. Right. So, I mean this year, and I shared about this a little bit on last week's episode, but like this week or this year, um, you know, if I had had everything planned out and I did have a lot of things planned out, but then, you know, my dad passed away and it was really fast and it was a lot, you know, naive. I was like very naive about how long and hard it would be after, Um, And how little energy, energy I would have, my goodness, like shout out to anybody going through grief. I just never I never understood, obviously, until I went through it. And I don't imagine most people can um, just how much energy it takes out of you. I feel like a completely different person and feel like somebody who I can normally get um, an insane amount of things done in a very quick time period. And that just doesn't feel true anymore. So like we don't know what's going to come up for our year. You might be going through that now, right? And it's something that you should consider, you know, as you're planning out your year. Uh, candidly, it was something I took into consideration a lot for planning. 2023 was like a lot of like, let's pace this out. Let's not put too much on my plate. What else can we do that doesn't always require me, you know, this kind of stuff. So it's important because I'm just being realistic about where my energy is and I can always amp it up it's just a lot harder to to ramp it down, I think, um, in my opinion. So here's generally how I go through planning my year. And this was the first year I actually did this with my team. So this year, a lot of the credit goes to them because they came to me kind of with a plan. Um, So this year was really cool. And the reason I want to share this with you is because last year I shared um, my own planning, you know, method and how I did it by myself. In episode 22 of the podcast. So, you know, if you're if you're like, wait, I want to hear about how you just did it when you're on your own and all that kind of stuff. I think episode 22 is worth a listen. But don't discount this episode if you don't have a team yet, because there's a lot about what I learned from my team that I should have been doing even when it just was me. So. I'll, I'll kind of put aside the way that I used to do this by myself so that I can talk you through like how I'm doing it now. And hopefully this is helpful for you to like see the evolution since now you can go back and listen to how I did this a year ago. So this year it was really cool because, well, first of all, we went on a little business retreat and we did our planning together. and It was so fun. And I brought all the all the Trader Joe's snacks and um, which was really fun. And Lindsay, my operations manager, she started out by giving us a revenue forecast and then a budget based on that forecast. And like I said, this is something I totally should have done for myself. Right. This was not something I did. All I ever thought about was the marketing stuff. Um, You're probably not surprised to find out that I love marketing, as you know, and um, I could plan marketing all day long. I would love to plan the marketing for your business. I would be so excited and thrilled and honored. Um, but I didn't ever sit down to think about, okay, how much money do I project, you know, that I actually will make, um, you know, it was a little easier to do once you get, you know, some business years under your belt and you start to understand kind of what's expected and what's normal, but then also like then budgeting based on that. So that was the first thing we did, which was really cool because we sat down and we were like, okay, here's the projected revenue for the year kind of monthly averages, quarterly averages, all this kind of stuff. Based on that, here's about what the budget should be. And we broke it down to like operations budget and marketing budget and all that kind of stuff. We talked about like where we want to allocate funds to ads and to team and to all that kind of stuff, right? Then it's really helpful because from there you can say, okay, if I think my revenue is going to be about this and I think my costs are going to be about this, then I need to In in law school, they always said, uh, like, they used to call everything widgets. So they would always say, like, I wouldn't, you know, I would need to sell 20 widgets, right? So let's just pretend that we all sell widgets. So you would be able to reverse engineer and, and say okay, if I project to make $20,000 and I expect my expenses to be a month and my, expects, my expenses are like $10,000 a month, that's reliant on X number of widgets being sold. Now we can put the marketing plan into place to say, how am I marketing my services or my products in a way that supports selling that many widgets, right? And even from there, I've reverse engineered it even more to say, okay, if I need to sell... 20 widgets a month um i w- at a conversion rate of let's say conservatively three percent meaning only three percent of the people who are on your email list or who sign up for your webinar convert when you when you run a sale or a promotion then how many people do we need? I should have brought Ryan on the podcast this week so we could do real time math um, because I you're lucky I can add, um, and I'm not even sure if I can do that. But I so let's just say like if you had to convert a three percent conversion rate, which is pretty conservative, but but really well for some people it's like one or two percent. By the way, so you really need to know like what is normal for you. You can look back you can also look at industry standard you can also go with something conservative if you think only 2% of your your list let's say you run an email promotion only 2% of your list is going to convert then how many people do you need to go through that thing in order for that to get, sell that money that many widgets right i think we often like think about and i i used to do this like i would just be like i want to or need to sell you know 20 bundles a month 20 or, or uh, like 50 ultimate bundles a month something like this right and I would just think about it as like 50 was my goal. But really, it's a, it's deeper than that. What then has to happen is, you know, if the webinar is my main driver, I need to get X number of people to sign up to convert at 3% to sell 50 bundles. So it's not just like setting a goal for yourself of like, I want five private coaching clients a month or I want to sell five courses a month. It's how many people do you have to run through that promotion in order to convert at like Somewhere between two to three to four or 5% to uh, get to that many course sales or client sales or whatever. Right. So I want you to like kind of work through it and go a little deeper. And that's really helpful then to using that information, using that data to kind of spread things out over the year. Because then you see, okay, I got to sell 20 widgets, but I probably will only sell five widgets or 10 widgets every time I run a promotion. Then I need to have X number of promotions a year. It makes sense to have one maybe in January, February. It makes sense to have another in September. And so, boom, there you go. You got your first two big dots on your calendar, right? So that's why, you know, I like to kind of put bookmarks, like big, big bookmarks on the the major things. Like once I start doing some of this work, some of the more technical stuff, the data-driven, financial-driven stuff, then I start to dot those onto the calendar of like, okay, that means I probably have to have about three promotions. I'm going to do three sprints, whatever they are for you. This can be a live launch. This could just be a period where you focus on it. It can be open, closed cart, anything you want, right? You're going to dot those throughout your year, whatever time period makes sense for you. Then you're going to reverse engineer to all of those time periods. Like you're going to back out a couple of weeks and you're going to add a couple of weeks on the back end to do sales and to do follow-up or even a down sell, And there you go. Like when you look at your calendar, it's pretty wild. Like we did this for, for this year and we picked out all our months and you know, the the quarters that we're gonna be doing these things. And once you start doing that, things fill in fast. They're really, really fast. And then you look at your calendar and you're like, okay, well now there's only two months. Once you add in all the, the weeks of nurturing and the weeks of follow-up and the weeks of serving after maybe a week of a down sell, right? there's maybe only a month or two before you're going to start warming them up for the next thing. So then what I do is I look at those periods in between as nurture periods. And I focus, I think about what I'm going to focus on in times in terms of nurturing and marketing to my audience. So what would make sense is to focus on something and start nurturing them for something that you're going to sell the next time around, right? Start warming them up, getting them familiar talking about some of the concepts that are in your course or whatever, and, you know, warming them up to the idea that something else is going to come down the line. You know, what'll be interesting is if you go back and listen to episode 22 from last year, it'll be really interesting to hear me talk about how I approach this quite differently in terms of like, I would approach this more in terms of like goals and like what events I wanted to accomplish. And I think that stuff is all really important but i i do think that getting some of this like solid business plan part down first to say this is what i'm gonna do um even if it's something you're working on like let's say you're sitting down to do your 2023 plan and you're saying i want to come out with a new course well it's already you know december it's going to be difficult to come out with that really really quickly so maybe you come out with this new course in september like that's like your full live launch in september You beta test it a little over the summer. You warm people up. You spend the summer nurturing them, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, at least it even gets you into the idea of like, when are you starting to work on things? That's something else that I always do with my annual planning is that, you know, I sit down and I do this kind of what I would call like the outward marketing plan. So, these things that go on the list that you can see, like, you see when we have promos and you see all that but what am I doing internally during those months and all the other months? So a lot of times when you see us running a promo, I'm behind the scenes working on the next thing because I've done that promo like work months and months in advance. Right. So when I do my planning and you'll kind of see this in the annual planning guide that you, you can download for free in the show notes, you'll see that I focus on what's going out and what am I working on in. Right. So I, I would encourage you to think about both of those things. I would also encourage you to think about what like behind the scenes, like processes, admin, any of that kind of stuff. What can you start outsourcing? What do you want to what do you want to have as a goal to get to? Like, do you want to hire a VA this year? Do you want to spend fewer hours sending out contracts and collecting invoices and, and all that kind of stuff? Right. You can start to put that down, too, as to like the plan is for you to get a solid uh, like Asana system in place like I did. Um, and I'll, I'll give you my, uh, like, I think it's like a free trial link below. I took, I've talked about this a million times, but I took Louise Henry's, um, up level with Asana course, which is like the best course I ever took. And I'll link to that below as well. Um, but I, and I have a, I think a huge coupon for you, I think $500 off. Um, so I took that and I absolutely loved it because that's what helped me to get like my internal systems down. And then that year I was able to start hiring little, little hiring at first, right? Like contract contractors a couple hours a week to then a couple hours more to more and more and more and more people and all that kind of stuff. But that's really what allowed me to get that in place. So that year on my to-do list, like my internal kind of behind the scenes to-do list was to get that system in place. I had to get some of my own stuff in place too. So it can't it can't. Your annual plan can't always just be marketing stuff as much as I want to do that all the time. It also has to be like, what else are we working on? Are we doing a rebrand? Are we going to do a website? Um, do we have to uh, like? Do we want to add a new content channel like a podcast this year? When is that projected to come out? How much in advance do you want to start planning for that? Getting it edited, getting all the artwork done, um, yeah, concepting that out, all of that kind of stuff. It's it's a lot. So all of these things, like whatever it is that you would be planning it takes a lot of reverse engineering. I think something else that can come up for you as you're doing some of this annual planning is that you might start to see holes in your business as to where you need support. So you might start seeing like, how am I ever going to get all the copy done for all these projects? Because on the outside, I have this marketing project. It's like, you know, live webinar going on. And internally, I'm working on a new website and I can't do the copy for that and the website and everything else in my business at the same time. So I know for me, when I started doing this planning this way, it did start to make it very clear where I needed more support. And even if I couldn't afford it at that very time, when I started doing this, it at least gave me an idea as to what kind of support I was working towards and, you know, the harder I worked and the more I kept my head down, those opportunities then became available. And it felt like a stretch, like the first time I hired a copywriter. I remember I was terrified and I thought I was like losing all of my business's money. And this was like so scary to me. And it turned out to be such a great decision because, first of all, they wrote such better copy than I could for a sale. But also, you know, I, it freed me up to do more of what I needed to do, right? So this kind of planning will allow you to see more where these holes are, where you can use support, what do you have to do? What can't, you know, what do you not have to do? What do you not like doing? All of that kind of stuff will become more and more clear to you. So that's, you know, generally how I go through the year. I kind of dot these like big, big events on the calendar. I reverse engineer Um, a little bit of like, I back out how, how much lead time there's going to be. I also then think about how much lead time I need. If I am going to hire a contractor, like copywriters, you got to hire months and months in advance. So getting that kind of stuff in place, dotting this all out on the calendar, what are going to be your sprints? What are you going to focus on during those sprints? Um, you know, I, this is how I like to do it. It's worked really, really well. Um, honestly, my, my sprint times, my promos and all that kind of stuff are not very stressful. Of course we have our little like blips where links don't work or something like that, but we do not work like crazy. We, it's not like a hectic, everybody running around with their hair on fire situation over here. It's pretty chill. So, and that's the way I, you know, I want it. The only other thing I want to encourage you to do is that I, really strongly believe that your personal focuses and your personal goals have to be part of this planning process. I would love for you to see how your business could support your personal goals or what you need to make happen in your business in order for your business to help you achieve more of your personal goals. Like, you know, if you want to have um, a consistent morning routine or you want to move your body more or you want to travel more or like, whatever you want to go to therapy. Or I remember when I started my business, it was like, if I could go to therapy every week and get a massage. And I remember like when I started, I was like, if I could get a massage once a month and then, you know, maybe a year or two in, it was like, if I could get a massage every other week, that would be the most luxurious thing in the whole world. Right now. It's like, I want to massage every Friday. I love getting, I get a massage every Friday afternoon, I absolutely love it. it. Helps me to unwind. I also had brain surgery. So like, you know, my neck is tight, but you should get a massage no matter what. Um, but I, you know, that was important to me and you better believe it that that stuff supports your business, right? Are we building lifestyle businesses? No, not necessarily, but your business can help support your lifestyle, right? I think your business can help you take care of yourself. And I wish that, um, people, you know, often saw like I, I was listening to something the other day and somebody was talking about how much that they, like they've been exercising consistently, like gentle movement that feels really good and leaves them with more energy. And they were like, I should probably be working on my business during those times. But you know what? I just got to take care of me. And I was like, you are working on your business during those times. Please don't get it confused that because you're not sitting at a computer or you're not on Instagram, you're not doing something for your business first of all, I get so many ideas. <laughs> I get so much content inspiration from going out and actually doing other stuff. Half the time I'm in a massage, I like dream up some new like funnel or some new marketing idea. Right. Um, and having that time and, and doing whatever it is that means to you, Maybe you love going surfing or you love gardening. That time is what's going to make you the more effective entrepreneur that you are. Right. So I would love for us to stop seeing it as separate time like this is time away from my business. In fact, I actually think that time does support your business. And not everything has to be related to your business. But I'm just saying like it does it does support your business. So I would love for you not to beat yourself up about those things. And I'd love for you to see them as actually helping you to support your goals. Right. To that effect, I one thing I did this year that I thought was um, really cool was that I came up with daily non-negotiables. So I had a little list of daily non-negotiables, and I had a list of weekly non-negotiables, um, and I actually put those all into Asana and set them as recurring daily or weekly tasks for myself. So. I, um, I mean, my daily negotiables were basic. Like you would, you might laugh at me because I'm sure you're doing this already, I hope. But, um, but for me, they were really, really basic because I was still like at the beginning of this year, I was still taking care of my dad. And I, I was so worried about him having cancer and all of this kind of stuff. And so my daily tasks were like, drink water, (laughs) like 15 minutes of movement and sunlight. Right. Um, It was like really, really simple. Take my multivitamin, take my probiotic. Um, And then like weekly task was like um, do a little like financial health report, you know, just look at my stuff and kind of like check in. I think it's super helpful. It kind of like desensitizes this like anxiety over looking at money. Um, I would do that. I would um, get my massage, of course, Um, that kind of stuff. I would clean my office. Those are my little daily or weekly non-negotiables that I built into my business plan for the year. And it really, really helped me. I feel like a much different CEO this year. And this is a year that crushed me personally, right, with losing my dad. And I still feel like a way better entrepreneur CEO this year than I have been before. And, you know, that's the goal, that we get better over time. Um I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on this episode and like what's helpful. And especially once you go download my free yearly planning guide in the show notes below. I hope that you like it. I hope it's helpful for you planning your year this year and every year after this year. Um, I also hope you have a wonderful holiday season. I, I will still have episodes during the holidays, but just in case you're not listening, I wanted to say that I hope you have a wonderful holiday um, I am going to take the end of December off and then in January, I'm going to Spain. I'm really excited. Um, and then we have something super exciting coming for you at the end of January. So you will have that coming up for you. Hopefully you've also been liking my new Thursday episodes of on your terms. I'm doing a little mini episode every Thursday now on, on your terms, um, where I answer someone's legal question. I do a little quick Q and a, all the episodes are under 10 minutes. Um, and I call it Sam sidebar. So I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll send it to a friend. I'll make sure I include those links down below for you for Asana. That was, was, and still is so helpful. It's where I live every day, all day. And for Louise's up level with Asana course, because I absolutely loved it. And I love Louise. She's great. Um, And make sure you get your free planning guide down below using the link. You can also share that link with your friends if they need, um, their yearly planning guide for their business too. With that, I so appreciate you listening and I'll chat with you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreeland.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreeland.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at Sam and send me a DM to say hi.